Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Monday's Wealth Creation Show. Good afternoon, Jim. We are speaking today about how to be successful in life. <laughs> so we're not going. <laughs> we're hoping you're going to give us an insight, Jim, and not uh, obviously you have already had quite a lot of success in your life. So it's great to hear your insight, and it would be great to hear other people's as well. We are live uh, on all our social media platforms. Jim's streaming from TikTok and Instagram at his end. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the studio here, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, and we're on Instagram. Uh, we're well, on LinkedIn. X now. Well, it is X. But it's, when I look along the top of the screen, it's still got the wee bird, um, so it's obviously not dated in, in here yet. But anyway, yeah, we're live on all our uh, platforms. Please keep okay. interactive and jump in. Let's, let's just qualify what we're about to say here. Yes. Uh, and I have, to, I have to make sure we qualify this because this is all about how to be successful in life now there's no way i'm going to ever claim that i am successful in life the okay. success is a journey it's not a destination and, yeah. and the classic is what i did was you know here's a classic example about if you're i mean you, you take alcoholics and um, mm -hmm. classic example about how alcoholics survive is they just stay sober for one more day so when you're thinking about quitting because everybody thinks about it at some point in time, no matter where you are right now, think about quitting. Just don't quit for one more day. And and that not quitting for one more day, and then on to the next day, and then the next day, will make a difference. Now, I'm no professing to be the smartest person or the best talker, the highest IQ, um, I'm not the tallest, the strongest, the fastest, or the best looking for any matter of that. But I'm not going to get outworked by anybody. And that's the key here. I'm not going to get outworked by my competition. And I'm going to do one more call, one more text, one more email, one more message than everybody else. You know that. Yeah. And that is the difference of be between, be between an ordinary person and an extraordinary person because the person that becomes is ordinary becomes extraordinary is the person that does that extra bit and when yeah. you're lying there and you're feeling sorry for yourself that's when your competition is potentially getting out there and doing something now you could be competing against yourself and that's not normally what you would do you would you'd maybe just normally lie there and suffer but I always believe in if I get up and do something that no one else will do, then I'll achieve something that no one else can achieve. And that's what separates someone from becoming successful and maybe unsuccessful. It's just the person that keeps doing it for one more day and never yeah. quit. I was going it's to say that's quite a fine line. line. I was going to say it's, there's quite a fine line between somebody that's unsuccessful and successful because that person has just decided like you say to get up and do that extra bit or to pick up the phone and yeah. do that extra call and just all those small extras that make them uh, that wee bit ahead of the, of the other person absolutely it is i've seen loads and loads of people quitting and and if they just held out for a wee bit longer it would have made a fundamental difference to where they are right now mm -hmm. we've seen that all the time especially in the business that we've run for the last 16 17 years or so thereabouts but i've seen it all the way through my career as people have, i've just seen loads of people have great potential uh, that never ever made it only because they just quit what one of the things about one of the things about not being able to quit is really loving what you do 
if you love what you do, it never really seems like work. And, and, and it's not easy to quit that because it's just something that you love doing. So why would you quit it? It's like, I'm going to quit what I love doing. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. If you love doing what you're doing, you'd never ever quit it because you love doing it. So that's why, so it's a combination of all these different things. And when you're faced with an obstacle, it's not about, it's not about going through it. It's about working out how, how you could get around it or under it or over it or, or, or possibly um, just dodge and weave all the way through there. You, you have to be really flexible in what you're doing and always be ready to adapt and change at, at the opportunity. But just don't ever quit. That's the, there's, there's a fundamental difference between yeah. how people become unsuccessful and how people actually become successful just because they hang around a lot longer and they don't quit. Yeah, you speak about um, people do, uh, doing what you love and people might think, but I'm not going to be happy every day doing this, but I do love doing it. That's God, obviously... 9%, Richard, 9% of the people in this world actually are in a job that they actually love. Mm -hmm. 9%. That means 91% of people tuning in here or listening to this later on or just out there in the general public hate what they do. Yeah. You see they don't like going into that daily grind. Why on earth are you there then? If it's for the money, you could probably pick a better thing to do than that. Because the money, the money you'll get somewhere else, regardless, at some point in time. So just understand that. I think it's due to a lack of confidence as well in a lot of people. They, they underestimate their abilities and under, underestimate their sales as well. I actually thought about this this morning. I was talking to Ian about it when we, when we were walking around. I said, I'm actually going to be doing a show on how to become successful in life. <laughs> and I laughed about it and the fact that most people would consider me to be successful, okay, mm -hmm. by what I've achieved. And um, yeah, I would never consider myself to be successful at all because it's only just a journey I've taken. And and success to me is never, is now come to the point where it's a never ending thing. Yeah. It's just, you, you know, you can, you can become successful in some results or or you could, you could win in some results and you could lose in some results. And overall, if you win more than you lose, then you're probably going to be a success of what you do. And maybe that's how people define it. So let's talk about the things that you want to talk about, how success well, is defined. You've actually just brought me right into the first thing that um, I want to talk about, and it's, it's really how success is defined. And you talk about, obviously, goals and, and milestones and things. And success is oftenly, often defined, uh, defined as the ability to reach your goals in life. And I mean, whatever your goals might be. I mean, a lot of people have all different uh, goals and aspirations and things, but people define success and your ability to get there. Um, yeah. And sometimes it might be a better word to say maybe your accomplishments or or the progress you've, you've made in life. Um, it's not necessarily the destination, though. I think, like you said, Jim, it's the journey um, that helps you develop all those skills and, and things as you go on that journey to reaching your goals. Yeah. I think that's a more important part of being the success of your, your life and, yeah. and as the journey, yeah. The people that are asking questions on TikTok as well, uh, we'll all answer them towards the end. Yeah. I don't want this to be a, a this is really a, a, a training session for most people. Uh, hence the reason why we're putting this down in, in this format just now for people to actually learn from and for me to go back as well and learn myself. And Richard, you're learning at the yeah. same time. 
this is what we this is the objective of this it's not to have an interactive session but we will answer questions at the end so we will scroll back through all these questions and actually uh, and actually um, uh, comment on them uh, and give you an insight into what it is uh, somebody asked me asked me what you, what have you achieved so far no much <laughs> <laughs> but it just it depends what your goals have been and what you actually set out to do and it's like and we're going to talk about like goals are obviously self-created so people set their own goals like oh, i'm going to i'm going to save this amount of money or i'm going to have this amount of properties in a portfolio or just whatever it might be and uh, that could vary between people um depending on what they view as success to reach their success and reaching these goals so yeah you're right. There's no single right way to that. No, it's like it there's, no right, what there's you... no right or wrong answer. It's what you define as success in your own life. I mean, the person uh, it, it deems himself to be successful could be the person that thinks you're successful if you become a millionaire. Um, I'm a success, and it's like okay, but what price have you paid to get that? Yeah. So, so some other people would look at that and say the price that you paid to get that was far too big. So therefore, in my world, that wouldn't be successful at all. Um, whereas somebody that has a, 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 a huge family, you know, they all interact together and they all have a great relationship with each other and all help each other attain mm -hmm. and uh, and look after each other as well. Um, might not be have that much money at all and that much wealth at all, but to them that's a huge success. To me, that's a yeah. huge success as well. Yeah, you know, to me as well. This isn't, we talk about the wealth creation show, but this isn't about money. Money is just a tool to create the wealth in your life, um, what that may be. Um, and, and that's entirely up to an individual to say that. Yeah, so definitely. it's not a perfect combination, um, but it just, it's just, a, a, you know, you, you marry it all together and it's what success is to you. It's exactly what you said before. It's, it's quite challenging to actually define it. But it really comes down to the the individual. It's it could be life, it could be love, it could be work, it could be whatever happens to you be most yeah. important thing at you at this point in time. Something that you think you're successful at this point in time, and years to come, you might actually look back and say, you know, I wasn't really successful in that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that, look, at, look at some of the politicians. Some of the politicians that deem themselves to be so successful in implementing legislation, for example, it might look back on it and think. I actually made a huge mistake. Look at Tony Blair. Mm -hmm. Look at Tony Blair putting everybody into the Iraq war. It completely lied. Yeah. Now he's gone back and said, well, maybe, made a mistake there. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done that. Would he have considered him to be successful at the time? Yes. Yep. But would he consider himself to be successful now? Absolutely not. I can guarantee you that. And that's obviously because he has different views and different a different mindset now than what he did then. He lied. <laughs> well, he lied, yeah. He lied. And what happened there, and, and I've been reading the book about it on winning, and what happened there is he got a huge rush of dopamine and he, he craved on that addiction uh, to that, and that's what led him in to make that decision and go against these, go against what the right decision should have been. Yeah. But who knows what would have happened out of that. So how do we start this, Richard? What, what is the thing? Well, I, I mentioned mindset there and, and building a growth mindset is one of the things that's quite important and an, an important key to, to being successful in anything and especially in your life in general. Uh, people who possess, there's, there's fixed mindsets and there's um, growth mindsets and fixed mindsets is um, people 
believe that things such as intelligence and things are kind of static in their mind and, and, and unchangeable. And those with fixed mindsets believe that success is a result yeah. of hard work it's, and it's simply con a, a consequence of any talents and things. That's people that have fixed mindset. I think the only thing, the only way you're going to grow, the only way you're going to be successful in life is actually if you change what you're doing right now. If you deem yourself not to be successful at this point in life, then that's a combination of everything that you've failed to do or you've you've failed you've allowed someone else to do for you that's how you are where you are right now so and i i have to take the hit for that you know when when i was in a, a vulnerable position many many years ago um it wasn't all sweets and roses and all the rest of it and great lives and opportunities open to me um it was because of i'd let other people take decisions for me and I had I just avoided decision completely. Yeah. And that's how I ended up where I was at that beginning. For most people that don't know, I, I was homeless and unemployed at one point in time through no fault of my own. But I'd let somebody else to take control of these decisions. And that's why I'd ended up like that. Yeah, with no formal education either. So I couldn't really go anywhere else either as well. And, and I'm a big advocate of, of people if they find themselves in that position. Look start learning start growing your mind start growing your mindset start getting into the realms of learning a more one of the things that i really become good at in the growth mindset that you talked about is i'm a i'm a student of everything mm -hmm. i love to know everybody's journey not for the fact to just uh, this nosiness excuse the pun nosy parker um but to learn, yeah. not that it's, it's to learn from what they've done to, to lead them to be successful or learn from what they've done to lead them to be unsuccessful and to possibly avoid all these mistakes that they've made. I was always told in the very beginning by my mentors, you know, far more successful than me um, at that time, 30 years ago or 35 years ago, actually, that, you know, you can you can watch. You can either learn by wisdom or you can learn by experience. Uh, well, well, what do you mean by that? It's like, well, watch. When you're looking at somebody at a track and field and you're looking at somebody jumping hurdles, okay? Now, experience is when you go to jump the hurdle and trip over it and then realise you've got to adapt yourself to then do something different next time and keep doing it until you get it perfected. Wisdom is watching someone else do it and avoiding all these mistakes and actually getting there quicker and knowing exactly what to do. Now, this is the difference. This is what people talk about. Or oh, should I go on this course? Should I go, should I go on that course? Absolutely, you should go on a course more than likely to learn in your discipline, your field. What you have to do nowadays is weed out the chaff in order the people that are asked to just try to make money out of selling courses and they're not actually putting any value into what they're doing. They're just telling you something that you could have learned anyway from somewhere else on the internet. That's the that's the that's the key of that. So I would rather learn now from wisdom, which is why I plug into all these diary of a CEO and watch everything, yeah. um, and and learn from other people, even though they're nothing to do with what I'm doing, even though they're not in the field that I'm in, I'm still learning from them in order to grow my mindset and and know more knowledge and accumulate more knowledge because the more you know the better decisions you'll possibly make. And the more people you'll meet as a result, we will help you make better decisions and lift you up on that journey to success, whatever that may be. Yeah, just what we're doing today as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
Yeah, and that's what the World Creation Show is about. But yeah, uh, the fixed mindset, I think, could really be a hindrance and hold, well, it definitely can be a hindrance and hold people back. Whereas the growth mindset, uh, people people are more open to change and growing and learning and, 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 and putting in the effort and things as well. And people believe that they're cap more capable of growth, are more likely to achieve success and things as well. They've got a, a much more open spectrum to how they look at things. Here's what happens when you've got a fixed mindset. In other words, you're pre-programmed and you're not going to accept anything different. Mm -hmm. Is normally you'll find out that when you're watching something, you're learning something, you're going, oh, I know that already. I know that already. I know that already. Mm -hmm. I know that already. This is boring. Or what happens is when you go to a seminar, your hands are folded, your hands are hidden, by the way, because you're hiding something, your legs are your legs are crossed, and it's not anything to do with comfort, it's the fact that you're closed off. You need to open your mind. You need to take that knowledge and information in. And and whether you want to reject it at the end is entirely up to you. But you just, you, if you really want to grow in your mindset and you really want to be successful at whatever it is, if you're unsuccessful now, then you really need to listen. <laughs> that's, that's in a nutshell. And people go, no shit, Sherlock. But some people out there are generally, they just want to suffer. Yeah. They want to sit in the shade while the sun is just over here. They just don't want to move their chair. They'd rather, they'd rather wallow in the mud with, that with everybody things, else. That's one of the things we've got to say there. People with a growth mindset, when things get tough, they look at ways to how to improve um, the, their skill and, and work and, and work on it and work towards the success. Yeah. As, whereas, like you say, Jim, some people just sit and, and they don't want to change or, or do anything that's going to help them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, rather than you look at it two different ways completely. And... People but that brings, you yeah. that brings you into an emotional intelligence, like what you said previously. Yeah. You, you, your emotional intelligence is actually quite quite uh, important to you. Um, it refers to your ability to understand and utilize um, and reason with emotions. Yeah. So what do I mean by that? Well, emotional intelligent people are, are, are able to understand uh, not only their emotions, but the, the, the emotions of others as well. Something I've still got to work on quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really an important. It's an important. Something I've really got to work on quite a bit. <laughs> Some people do it quite naturally and have got really good people skills, and other people need to work on it. And it's just that's the way it is. But I think as as long as you identify the fact that right, okay, I need to work on this. Like you're just saying, maybe you need to work on it a wee bit sometimes. Then I think that's at least a step in the right direction. You're, you're aware the, of great thing, the great thing for me about my emotional intelligence, I, 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 I know myself so well and I understand myself so well. So, I've, I've, you know, that's probably key here. I know how to manage myself in certain situations and I know the trigger points for me that I go, wait a minute, you need to slow down. Because there is other people out there like this as well, and I know there is, because there's the Brownlee brothers, for example, at triathlon. They'll run themselves to the ground until they drop on the floor, you know, the ground itself, and physically still get up and try and walk across the line um, with huge hurt and pain. That's no having an off switch. And that could have to do some huge um, uh, damage later on, psychological damage. And so I, I kind of know myself as well. I don't have that off switch to a degree. And I just keep going and going and going. So there's certain patterns of behaviour that begin to uh, appear in me when I do say, when I'm when I'm working away that I know. Whoa, wait a minute! You need to take a step back and actually just go back under that line of you know because you're always working up there. 
You're always hyper. You're always like wired and fired. You're all the way up there. And there's the there's the emotional line here. And you're away batting out the, the you know, hitting out the park every single day up at this level. And um, that's not going to be sustainable. You're going to have burnout when you do that. So you need to bring yourself back down there on an emotional level and stop. Stop. This is all about dopamine. This is all about that rush that you get for being up here at that level, above that, above that line of normal sort of peak performance. You're going, you're going right above it. You're, it's like your heart rate when you're running. You're running in a zone which is way beyond what you should be running. You're running at like 200 beats a minute. When in actual fact, your normal resting pace is like 70. So you're, you're way up at that huge putting pressure in your 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 heart all the time and your system all the time. And that's what a lot of people do with their with their brain. They put so much pressure on themselves that they end up getting to burnout because their brain can't run on dopamine all the time. No. And this is why this is what we crave on things like mobile phones and that, and why Facebook's no daft, you know, YouTube's no daft, TikTok's even got even clever down to their algorithm knows exactly how to get that hit every single yeah. time that's when you become addicted to them that's what addiction's from addiction is driven by dopamine um, and that's why people come addicted to it because that's what it, everything everything you become addicted to or everything you crave crave is is all about dopamine and that's how so it, it gives works. you because it gives you that good feeling and you just want it again and again that yeah. good feeling every single time every single time and we just want to have that every single time no matter what it is even if it's bad for us, we'll do it. Look at the amount of people. Look at the amount of people that drink alcohol. Now, yeah. the beginning of the alcohol actually creates that. After you go over a tipping point, it's worse for you. But it does create that. Coffee. And that's why that's why people drive coffee, caffeine. Yeah. It gives you that wee tick. It gambling gives you that wee boost. You know, you could be winning. Um, the uh, your sex, you know, that gives you dopamine hit as well. That's that's a receptor. Yeah. Refined sugar, dopamine. You know, it triggers off every single time. Power, power, the decisions to control something, dopamine, it, it pushes it all the time. So people gravitate towards all these things uh, are even bad for them. Alcohol, as I said before, drinking ethanol, which is effectively alcohol, yeah. is, is bad for you regardless. No matter what planet you're on, it's bad for the human body. But we still continue to do it. Well, some of us do. I've stopped doing it. Yeah. I know it's crazy when you think about alcohol. When you really think about alcohol and, um, like, like say nicotine and all the rest of it, and what it actually does to your body, it's, it's the crazy. overriding but, factor. Yeah. The overriding factor you have is the fact that you the the desire to have that hit is more important than the damage you'll do to your body because everybody goes, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Yeah. I, I listened last night and uh, I was listening to a podcast and they said, uh, you know, the average age for living is 76 years old. And I went, holy shit, I've only got another 20 years left. <laughs> That's quite scary. I just, yeah. 20 summers left. 20 Christmases left. 20 New Year's left. That's yeah, a that's... generation of family. Mm -hmm. you, if, you've, if you've not got kids, uh, grandkids now or, or great-grandkids now, and you've only got 20 years on average, because that's the average, then you're probably only going to see your next generation at the best. You're not going to see the next after that. So are you going to continually poison yourself every single day by taking wee sips of alcohol, taking, you know, stuff in your, pro your processed food, 
because it's got guar gum, it's got preservatives, it's got all these chemicals added in, and effectively you're just in, in, inducing that every single day. This is my desire to live to 150. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. This is where the juicing and everything comes in. And, and, yeah, this is why I'm looking at pocket pockets. And, and, and you know, I totally agree with you. And, and I think, I, I know, and I totally agree. And I, I think what you say is completely right. I know you've got it really, you, you get really meticulous about it, like you do with everything. Um, but that's what you do. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. You might outlive me. <laughs> no, I will outlive you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll see something good with your funeral, Richard. <laughs> but um, but yeah, back to emotional intelligence. And you're right, obviously, knowing your own emotions and, and managing your own emotions. But a lot of people, you'll notice, and, and a lot of people repress and bottle up their feelings. And that's a really bad thing to do. And um, that could have a lot of negative repercussions on you and your mental state and things as well, especially when you're trying to be successful and reach goals. Do you want to know how to solve that? Yes, Jim. Have a best pal that you talk to. I talk to about have that. Some, have that. somebody you can speak to, yeah. You know that that won't go anywhere else but that one person. For God's sake, don't be, it's not your partner, by the way. No, no, I know <laughs> you. Not the person to talk to about, about bottling up and repressing your feelings yeah because they love you day in day out they get the brunt of it and now you're telling them about all about how it's happening mm -hmm. that is too much for them that's overload so don't offload it on your partner you it's one it's a best friend now you know my best friend is obviously ian and that's why we walk around on a monday morning and we just chew the fat and talk about everything under the sun it's getting on our nerves and <laughs> and putting the world to right and all the rest of it and that is a great release yeah, um, overall. Um, the other one is, is is about listening to others. You know, if you've, got, if you've got that kind of relationship with somebody, you need to listen. You need to, it works both ways. You can you can do that. It, it develops. I would say it develops the, the mental toughness. Um, yeah. And and it's and it helps you with the resilience to carry on and continue trying even in the face of obstacles overall. Um, that's some of the things that it, it help you through this. It, People who possess this, oh, actually, I was going to ask you these 10 questions, wasn't I, um, from last week? We'll keep <laughs> yeah, that to next We'll keep that to I, next week. I've got a note to the side. give my heads up beforehand, because I've not got it on me now. The right. 10 questions which will determine how successful in life that you're going to be and how what your mental toughness is is, is and how you will... And, if, if you will keep going in the face of adversity or not, that is the 10 questions, the key 10 questions I would, I would, I, I'm going to ask. And, and at some point in time, I will, I will say these to people. And um, so I think it's that you have that mental toughness and that mental being. Um, it, I, I know I'm in control of my whole destiny. Most people believe that they're not. That's the key. But by being, by really truly believing you're in control of your destiny actually helps you live longer. Did you realise that? I, I would, I could see how that is because, I mean, it does, it gives you that whole sense of control and confident, uh, confidence in yourself that, like, you're 100% you're confident that you're going to live to X amount of years because you know I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and that'll get me there. And, yeah. the, and you don't doubt yourself. So no. why would you not? Know. Why would you not reach it then? So see that I, I can see how that works. But do you notice how now I've said that I've actually started to look at packets of food and I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute! No, no, no! I'm cooking from fresh. I'm no yeah. having that. You know, it's it's maybe lentils, green lentils in a in a mm -hmm. packet. 
and it's maybe curried and all the rest of it. And it's got great protein content and good fiber content as well. But when you look at the additives in order to keep it to last in a packet, you're consuming, you're effectively consuming poison. I'd rather just make it for scratch. Um, so these are the sort of things you've got to be aware of. Um, but being in control of your own destiny uh, and you're confident in your abilities to succeed are, and, and, and are committed to, to, to finishing what they start, that is a real good way to develop mental toughness. Even though you think it's not possible, you should still persevere with it because I think it potentially you could come out the other side. And I think winning is more important than actually than actually the trying thing. It's like, right. you know, the, I'm not a big fan of the school sports thing now. Eh? It's like, oh, everybody gets a medal. It's like, no, no. It's like there has to be somebody yeah, that's first be better, somebody than that's better than the other. Yeah. There has to be because that's what encourages the competitive environment. We can't live in a utopian world where everybody's the same. That just doesn't work because we are human beings and we are sentient beings that think for ourselves. So we're always going to be like this. We're always going to want to be, we're always going to want to aspire. Some people have got to the point where they want to aspire over other people. But but the reality is I just want to be better than myself or was yesterday. And, and I tend to live in this scenario where I live in 10 years from now. So I want to, I'm living in the 10 years from now where I want to be and I'm doing the things now that I should be doing in 10 years' time. And by the time I get to the 10 years' time, I'll have caught up with what I'm doing. So it'll be no foregone conclusion that in 10 years' time I'll be exactly where I thought I was going to be. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I live, because it pulls me forward all the time. Yeah, using the, using the sports day thing and that as an example, it's like you've probably answered because I was going to say, yeah, I mean, people might be wondering, what do I do? How do I improve my mental toughness and, and increase my chances of being successful? And I think yeah. you've covered a couple of them there. But I mean, let's run through the main things, Jim, that you could do. Well, great belief in yourself is obviously one of them. Yeah. The ability to just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep moving on. Yeah. Regardless of the odd. Also taking advice, by the way, from somebody you know, if you kind of get past that stage, mm -hmm. don't give up. Go and speak to somebody who knows what they're doing. Now, I get a message every other day now from people saying, I watched your podcast, I listened to your show and all the rest of it. Well, I watched your show and listened to your podcast <laughs> and all the rest of it. And, and no, can you give me some advice? Just want to pick your brains about something. And I'm quite happy to answer that question in a private, you know, privately. I'm mm -hmm. more than happy to do that. A guy came to me this morning and said to me, you know, I've got I've got um twelve and a half thousand. I'm wanting to buy a buy to let and it's probably fifty grand I'm going to spend. And we go, well, you're gonna to have to think about the ADS. So you're gonna to have to pay six percent as well. So twelve and a half is fifty uh, twenty-five percent. So your mortgage is gonna be uh, a lot less. You might not even get a mortgage at that level, but even if you did, you're still gonna to have to pay ADS and you're still gonna to have to pay the lawyer's fees. So you're gonna to have to factor that in. Something at 50 grand is actually probably gonna need some work as well. So I just got to say you're gonna need to do some work yeah, as well. Not far off that. But at least the person is actually seeking the knowledge they need, whereas they could have just written it off or they could have just gone into this blindly and thought, I'm gonna make an offer on this, and then realized they've got to find another three or four thousand or five thousand yeah. pounds extra. And then they're, they're goosed. Then their word is no longer their bond and their reputation is soiled. No one wants to deal with them because their word isn't in their bond anymore. That's the, one of the most important things for me um, at that time is everything I say is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm never, ever going to renege on anything I said. Even though I lose money, I'm doing it. Unless there was a lie in that incorporated into that from the other party. Yeah. But if, if I said I was doing it, I'm doing it. So I've taken a hit for a few thousand over the year, but I'm a man of my word. 
my words, my bond, my handshakes with the done deal, and I'm moving forward with it. Um, th that's how I am. But that's the losses. But I made a lot more wins as a result of that. And people actually, people trust me to move on and do that. And that's what's happening right now with the, the portfolios I'm buying. Because yeah. the guy, even though it's taking a wee bit longer, he's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Because he knows I'm going to go ahead with it. My words, my bond. Yeah. And it, he knows you're good for yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then looking for growth opportunities. It, it is plugging into the right things. It is listening to the right people. It is, uh, you might even not know it's the right person you're listening to. The one I'm listening to now in Diary of CEO is Will I Am. And I'm like, what's Will I Am going to teach me? But I tell well, you what, I would, I would probably say yeah, I know resilience, resilience in the face of adversity all the time. Mm -hmm. Depression, he's definitely gone through that at some point in time. Realising he was poor and then coming to terms with that, but not accepting that and not having that as his crutch, emotional crutch, because a lot of people do that. They'll mm -hmm. go like, oh, it's just a hand I've been dealt. It's, 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 the way, it's the way it is for me. Uh, no bullshit. That's rubbish. You, you, that's you can change shine. that. Anybody yeah, can change that. You can change that straight away. You can change that in a heartbeat. You just need to make a decision. That you're not going to use that emotional crutch as an excuse not to move on. As an excuse to everybody else why it's not worked out for you, why it's not going as great as it should have been. Don't give me excuses. Just do it. There's people that will make it happen. There's people that will watch it happen. And then there's people that will wonder what the heck happened. Yeah. I would rather be the people that make it happen. And that's where I've chosen to be, regardless of the odds. So looking for growth opportunities is a great thing. You could, it could come from anywhere, but you have to be receptive. You have to be open to that. You have to have that mind that says, you know, I'm open to opportunity. Yeah. And I think, you, and also, and the next thing we're going to talk about, and that kind of incorporated in that, is, is having willpower and 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 really strengthening your willpower in order to be able to be successful in something that you're wanting to do. Because there will be challenges along the way, and you need that willpower to keep going um, and to not be sidetracked. And I mean, they've done a lot of studies and things um, on they've done studies on children uh, and identified that people with high intelligence at a young age um, and monitored throughout their childhood into mm -hmm. adulthood and researchers found that those ultimately were the ones that were more successful in life um, and they shared the key characteristics including uh, prevalence and willpower so exactly yeah the world is full of educated idiots mm -hmm. i've seen people come out of university with a degree and you know whatever it is and they're they're they're, they're not doing anything they're unemployed they can't mm -hmm. get a job because they, don't, they lack the willpower, they lack the discipline, and they lack the drive and determination that really, ultimately, an employer wants. That's what they're after. The one thing that I want the most out of anybody is the drive and determination and the ability to keep going regardless of the odds. I would employ that person every single day and create a job just for them, because I know that these people will succeed regardless of the odds, because they've got something to prove. That, you know, that's a burning desire. I've got something to prove to people that I am not that write-off that they thought when mm -hmm. I was younger. That sort of thing. That's the people you should be hiring. You know, fair enough, you can hire for somebody's education, but there's only so far they can get in that education level. Your attitude will determine your altitude in life after that. So you could be the most educated person in the world, but you'll still not get anywhere unless you've got that attitude and determination to move on and these key characteristics that you just described, which is the perseverance and willpower. 
I mean, these characteristics tend to be part of an individual overall personality. This is why a lot of people talk to me when I go on holiday and I, like, I'm still working when I'm on holiday. And they're going, people are going, how could you still be working when you're on holiday? What, what's all that about? You know, it's like, I, I, when I go on holiday, I just switch off and I go on holiday and I forget about my work completely. And it's like, okay, so look at what your life's like right now and look at where I am right now and see which one you would rather have. Mm-hmm. I put mine every day, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, but it's, it's funny when people say that to you, Jim, um, because you go on holiday um, and, well, we call it a holiday. Say you go over to Spain and you do your thing and you go out running and you do, but then but then you still, we do our meetings, we still touch base, we, we run through how things are going here, we do the shows, and but you, you just, it's just worked into your life, as part of your life. Do you think Jeff Bezos and, you know, Alan Sugar and Richard Branson, do you honestly think they go away on holiday and they just switch off? Completely switch off, no. They don't. But they're not, they're not really switching, they're not doing anything different than they have done normally day to day anyway. They've learned to incorporate this into their lifestyle, yeah. and it's just part of what they do and who they are. It's their, it's them. It, it, it doesn't. I wouldn't say it defines them. It's just part of them. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say to people that what I do defines me. I would just say it's what I do to achieve where I want to be, to to get to get to wherever it is it's going to arrive to. I've mm-hmm. got a, I've got a true belief that there'll be something there'll be something more on the horizon for me, even though I don't know what that is and when it will happen, but I have a deep down belief and desire and drive that that will be the case. And that might lead to me to being able to help other people um, uh, to get to to get to get the aspirations and the level that they want to do. Hence the reason why we're probably doing this. Yeah. It's purely for that reason. Why else would we be doing it? We're not making any money out of this. <laughs> So why would why would we want to do? We're now on eighty three episodes of the Alteration yeah. Show. We're now on one hundred and fifty five episodes of the Saturday Morning Show. We're now on you know an update weekly update on a Sunday night of the Five Property Market. We're now on God knows one hundred and fifty two hundred episodes of that. And um, so why are we doing that? Because because I've got a deep down desire and, and a belief that I think that other people will benefit from what we do. That's yeah. the only reason I do it. I could happily sit on the beach for the rest of my life and just drink pina coladas and never bother about anybody ever again. But I think I'm I think I'm here for something more. Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. Let me understand that. I'm here for something more, but it's not for me. You feel like I'm, there's a purpose to yeah, you. I'm, yeah. I'm, there's something about this that I'm I, I believe I'm here to serve other people. And by serving other people. I will be prosperous as a and rich as a result. Yeah, and I don't mean rich in money. Rich in I life. Rich, rich in life. Yeah, definitely, and that's just that was kind of what we, we covered last week as well. The secrets to living a rich life. So, so um, let's talk about delayed gratification characteristics yes. as well. Delayed gratification is a big one I've used mm-hmm. all the years. Learning to persist in the face of challenges and waiting for the rewards, your hard work. See this about, you know, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this. I have no idea when this rewards or whatever these rewards will ever be, if they'll ever come. But it really doesn't matter. I'm enjoying the journey. I enjoy the journey. And you're probably enjoying the journey as well and learning yeah. at the same time. So these strategies you can use to improve your willpower will include things like, um, well, distraction, distracting yourself from 
at yourself during the moments of weakness can be a great strategy. You know, when you're just on the teeth and on the brink, oh, well, I quit. It's like, go and do something else. Go for a cycle or a run or something like yeah. that. Just do something different. Clear your head. Stop getting into this negative route. This is what happens. We get deep down in this hole and we dig this hole and dig this hole and dig this hole and keep digging. And at some point in time, you're going to have to get a ladder to get out of here. Or you're going to get you're going to have to get somebody to give you a hand up. Yeah. Get a hand out. Do you know, a lot so, of people will say, a lot of people will probably be like, but I don't have willpower. I've not got willpower. I mean, yeah. but is it something that people can, can you can you achieve willpower? Can you do it yourself? Of course it is. Do you think when I was a young laddie at school, I had willpower? Did I hell? I wanted to get away with the easiest sky possible. <laughs> water will find a way. You know, if you watch water, it goes and finds the easiest access to get out and in, mm-hmm. in, in, in its route. It just flows naturally anywhere. If you like water and you find the easiest way, that's an easy gig. You know, that's that's really what we're be. And we get in the way of being so complicated in terms of what we're yeah. doing. This obsession about we have to be someone, we have to be defined as someone, you know, this sort of thing. I am an accountant. Well, no, I do accountancy and mm-hmm. I'm really good at doing accountancy, but I'm not that's not my def- that's not what defines me. It's it's a lot greater than that. It's it's the drive and determination and the the higher purpose. It, it probably defines me where I want to be and what I want to do. And but I don't know what that is yet. But I've got full belief. So willpower is something you can definitely build, but it takes time and effort. And yeah. and, and start by making these small small steps and small goals that require the power to achieve. Um, maybe a classic example for people that just want to diet is you know it's not a diet. A healthy eating plan, really. A healthy eating plan. Die, die it. So you want to die then. Um, no, you don't want to die. Um, but you want to you want to have a healthy eating plan. So it's cut out sugary sugary snacks. Just cut them out. That's a good thing because a lot of people do want to obviously lose weight and, and feel better about themselves, and they try and just stop cold turkey and stop eating everything. And it's like it's like you try to be vegan. It took you what four years in total, I think, to oh, get there. Now you've told everybody I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody knows now, anyway. You'll, so. have the, you'll have the vegan people on TikTok. Yeah, bramble. I eat meat and I love meat. It's like, but yeah. how long did it take you to stop like cheese? There were things like cheese and 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 chocolate and things like that. So and, and you couldn't just yeah. Seven years it took. So was it seven years? Right, okay. There's no way I would advocate anybody just switch to vegan overnight. No. That's and it's the same with anything. It. If you're trying to lose weight and things, unsustainable. Do I was four years a veg- I was a vegetarian for four years, vegetarian for four years, uh, and then eventually after the four years, I started to cut out things like milk. I started to cut out things like uh, butter. Um, I started to cut out things like. Um, uh, eventually, it was eggs and cheese that came last. Mm-hmm. I, but the transition, so four years, and then and, and then three years so far as a vegan, I changed exactly the day I went to Glastonbury. In 2019, when I went to Glastonbury Festival in 2019, that's when I became a full vegan. That's that was that time, and I've never I've never looked back since because I, I took four years to transition up to that. Yeah, so it's that's where I got the four years fixed. I remember you told yeah. me that. Yeah, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Yeah. So, but but I built the willpower. I built the mental muscle to be able to do that. But I I changed my habits over that time. I tricked myself into it. But I made sure I had the right nutrition in order to replace what I had because there's a big thing about, oh, you don't get enough protein. Well, my protein content yesterday was 70 grams. The average person gets 55. Yeah. So 
I'm getting it all from plants as well. So I, was I don't get it. Really, and there's that for like beans and. Yeah, I'm not getting any toxins or anything. Oh, it's baked beans and stuff like that. So baked <laughs> beans, it's lentils, it's. Edamine uh, beans, I think, is a good one. Eh? Yeah, it's, it's it's things like that. So, But that, that's another story. So it's the willpower to achieve things. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. Um, sorry. Let's talk about uh, focusing on intrinsic uh, motivations. Um, mm. And I suppose my question to you, Jim, is, is what is it that motivates you the most? My kids. Yeah, and I knew thing. you were going. I knew that. I just obviously, and and yeah, it's funny because if, if you were to ask me the same question, I don't have children because obviously if I did, they would be right up there at the top. But yeah. I think it's probably just the the motivator is probably like security, like security financially, probably later in life, probably my main thing. Um, uh, yes. but like I say, if I had children, it would be up the top there. Now, why is that? That's probably because you've spent a lot of time around me. And talking about this, because you would never have yeah. thought about that. You would have thought, throw caution to the wind, spend everything today. I'll worry about it when I'm older, like, like yeah. a lot of people do. I'll worry about it when I get there. By the time mm-hmm. you've got there, you're too late. Aye, in your skin. It's, uh, and that's that's the issue here. So so what 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 motivates the most is the children and the next generations. Now, yeah. I'm saying my kids, was it not about the time you had kids? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what about the next generation? My, my sister actually did a thesis on this um, for our studies. She was, she was very intelligent and she did a paper on it about the, the, the desire and the human beings for procreation mm-hmm. and the driving force behind that. And all human beings is the main desire of you. We are here to procreate. That's it in a nutshell, mm-hmm. um, according to my sister's thesis. And she's probably right. We are probably yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately, I think, really yeah. the, the reason that we're here. We never appeared on the planet as a caveman and said, I want to go on a you know, a, a fun fear. <laughs> I want yeah, candy floor, and yeah. I want a car, and I want a house. These are all the things in order to replace the things that we are lacking. Mm-hmm. That's that. Now that's controversial, isn't it? Mm-hmm. These are all things designed to replace what's lacking in our lives: the cars, the holidays, everything else like that. That's all designed to do that. Our, our deep down caveman thing is like procreation. It's yeah. to have a family. It's to have someone to, you know, to to carry on that. And that's hardwired into us in our DNA, yeah. whether we like it or not. Um, so intrinsic motivators for me are definitely my family. It drives me forward. Um, now, but it's, but it's community as well. It's a big thing. I, again, I come back to saying, you know, I think my purpose in life is actually to serve other people. And to, and to give them the wealth experience and knowledge. The one thing I can't stand, and, and I notice a, a lot of people are actually bringing it up now, and it's coming up in conversation, is the fact that the amount of people that actually um, pass on, but actually never passed any of the knowledge on at all. The yeah, amount of people that die, dies with them. Yeah. And all that knowledge dies with them. Nothing gets passed on. All that information. I once knew a guy that was in intelligence, and he actually used to tap the phones for people in the war. He actually used to, you know, secret service sort of thing. Yeah. Up, up the, up the, really, honestly, up the lampposts, tapping the, tapping the phone line. <laughs> and, you know, George, George, never told any about, about this until about when he was like 75 years old. And he was like, I didn't, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm fascinated by this story. <laughs> yeah. You, mild manner, George, <laughs> <laughs> we're an intelligence officer in the army bugging people's phone lines you're having a laugh and literally that's where he was that's what his job was and it's like my god i would never in a million years 
to know what he knows or what he heard. Yeah. So these are the things that it's it's the desire now. It's come to the desire also for the acquisition of knowledge. Yeah. And being the being the student every single time and learning from other people and understanding where their success come, where their failures came from as well. So these are the intrinsic motivators that move me on. It's the staying curious every single time, looking for the things that grab my attention. It's also taking control. It can be actually difficult to stay intrinsically motivated and pursue your goals, but but. If you don't feel that you've got the real influence about the, over your, your your over your outcome, that's that's when it becomes difficult. So look for ways you can actually take an active role and actually take charge of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually don't want to go forward with something that is good for them because they don't feel they've got control. That's a they've big thing. That, they've not got that confidence. Yeah. Yeah, the control. Because with control comes confidence, and the lack of control. Lack of control is a big big thing. Um, this is why I believe, uh, you know, for example, this is only my belief. This is why I believe that people become anorexic and people start self-harming mm-hmm. because it's a mechanism to feel that they're in control. That's what, it's, that's what it does. It makes them feel they're in control, even though they're hurting themselves. And a lot of people out there won't understand that. But if you've been in that mindset, I have been in that mindset, by the way, <laughs> at some point in time, <laughs> it's weird. Um, but if you've been in that mindset and understand that, it's like you'll do anything to feel in control, even even to the point where it's where it's abusive towards yourself. And this is why people stay in these sort of you know these sort of the they pursue these sort of things. So stay away from that if you can. Try and take control in other areas of your life in order to do that. Don't fear competition. Don't feel competitive environments. Um, let people go about their own business. This is another thing as well. Is the one thing I learned in the beginning. I was like, oh, I'm always competing against somebody else. I've always got to be better than someone else. And then eventually I went, whoa, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. I shouldn't be playing what their game is. I'm playing my game for me. Yeah. So I shouldn't be focusing on what they're doing. I should yeah. be focusing on being the best I can be and deliver that. And I'll have an audience which will actually be with me as a result. Hence the reason why there's a certain amount of people that just come back to me every single time to sell property and to you to let property as well. Mm-hmm. But there's other people who just go to other people. And it's like, hey. Fair enough. That's all right with me. I'll yeah, need 300 to 300 people in the whole of Fife out of 6,500 property transactions every single year to survive and make money and feel good about myself and help people in the family. That was an important lesson you taught me as well. Don't don't look at others and compare yourself and think, oh, I need to be doing this. Just do your own. Do, do you and, 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 and keep going. That's um, where... Um, that's where um, that's where a lot of people fall down because they watch yeah. a lot of Instagram and TikToks. And feel like and that's what they need to be doing and that's what they need to... And, and don't think the Instagram world. Yeah. I tell you what, for people... And I, and I put it up the other day and everybody had a good laugh at it. People that are famous on Instagram, it's like it's like being a millionaire at Monopoly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. They've, they've not got anything. They've it's not really got mirrors. This is just smoke and mirrors. They go down to a garage, they take something out for the day, or they get their pal's car, and they show it off, and they're in it, and, and they, but they don't actually tell you the truth about what's happening here, but you make assumptions it's theirs, and the impression is, it, I need to learn from that person because they've got lots and lots of things that I want. Don't fall for that. That's that's the snake oil salesman. Or women. Let's be let's be let's yeah. be political effect here. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I would say more snake oil salesmen though. <laughs> There's a lot more out there. Maybe it's an ethical thing. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. So 
probably brings up the next one about setting achievable goals then. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like you say, whatever you're doing, obviously, have your own goals and work towards them, but make sure they're achievable goals. Successful people know that they need to start by having attainable goals uh, that they're able to achieve. And these goals are not always, always necessarily easy to reach. Uh, yeah. But by having something to aim for, you will better be able to move forward and overcome obstacles and things. But just always make sure that these are achievable goals. Um, yeah. So what kind of things, when we're setting goals, can when we're setting goals, Jim, what can we do to make them more achievable? Easy goal for me, as I started off and said, I'll read a book 20 minutes a day. Right. I'll read a book for 20 minutes a day. That's all I started off with. And I, but I'll read a book that's completely relevant to what I want to, to what I'm <laughs> trying to achieve, whether it's in positive mental attitude. I had mentors that actually gave me the right books, so I was quite <laughs> lucky. Magic of Thinking Big was a really good one. Um, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, yeah. was a fantastic yeah. one. I've read that about yeah. 50 times. That's an amazing book, and I still keep reading it. I still get more in it, because um, your mind opens up a lot more, and you learn more things. Therefore, when you go back to it, it's kind of you, you, you start to see it a different perspective. Um, that's that's a good one. So if you if you just do these wee baby steps in the beginning to get you into habit and getting these habits of, of what we'll we call habit stacking, that's James Clear, Seven yeah. uh, Secrets of Happiness or Habit Stacking or whatever it is. Um, if you get into habit stacking, in other words, uh, for example, um, well, look at a habit when you get up. Your routine, probably. You get out of your bed, you go to the toilet, you brush your teeth, you, you go in the bath or the shower, you shave after that, you have your breakfast, you have your coffee, you're off to work. And I bet you everybody does that sort of routine religiously. I've, I've, for done, all of that. I've done all of that this morning. Yeah. Try brushing, brushing your teeth with your left hand for a change. Oh, See how goodness. awkward it feels. But you should do it. You should start to break some habits and form new habits which are more beneficial for you. So that's what to do, and then re then reward yourself and recognize your success along the way, and allow yourself to enjoy these accomplishments. Uh, yeah. Nurture traits linked to high potential. This is a real key one. According to most yeah. research, okay, there's certain traits that tend to be consistently tied to success. Success. Uh, research have identified six key traits. Uh, these six key traits that can play a role in people and how they work. Um, however. They know that there are optimal levels of these traits. So mm -hmm. too little characteristics can hinder success. Uh, so can having too much. So you need so to find that balance. Right. If you're trying to learn how to be successful, like, consider whether they nurture these key traits. Uh, uh, consciousness. It's a really good one. That's been aware of your current situation where you are mm -hmm. right now and actually being honest with yourself and what you need to do to move forward. Accepting of ambiguity. Life is full of yeah, where it's yeah, not clear. Yeah. yeah, just accept it as you know, it'll be ambiguous uh, sometimes now and again. Challenge your perspectives. Consider, I talked about again to you this morning. You know, I like people that actually say to me, I wish you we should do it like that for a specific reason, not yeah. just for the saying it, but I wish you we should do it like that. Uh, Richard Branson talks about that all the time. It's like <laughs> he wants somebody to question him, he wants somebody to question what he's doing. He'll, he maybe don't listen to them. Screw it, let's do it. That's what he does. But, but he wants, least, uh, wants yeah. to know their perspective. Not fearing unfamiliar is a really good one. Being uh, willing to change. You've got to be willing to change. If you're not willing to change, 
it's never going to change for you. Yeah. You can go on every course you want. You can go. You can read every book you want as well. But if you're not going to learn any of the knowledge and you're not going to implement any of it, you're never going to get anywhere. So if you're not willing to change, switch this off. Go and do something else. A big no red flag. If you've ever heard yourself saying, oh, I don't like change, or you ever hear somebody saying, I don't like change, then yeah, that's a big thing, yeah. <laughs> it's like you better change it quick, I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. don't let yourself catch. But then you get into you get into the same group of people that actually say they say, Oh yeah, that's right, we don't like change. Yep, yeah, okay, we don't like change. This is the whole thing about people pulling you down. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and that, that's what you've got to be, that's what you've got to be wary of. You've got to be wary of the people around about you in terms of where you are and what you want to where you want to go. And you've got to not let them pull you down. That's a real difficult thing. Um yeah, you've got to watch for that. Yeah, I think as well, uh, being courageous as well. I mean, some of the most successful people in the world um, have got had great courage and um, and they are willing to take risks, um, even in the face of potential failure. Do you know what I mean? It's like they maybe have that fear, but they still do it anyway, feel the fear and do it anyway. So I think being yeah. courageous yeah. Is, is quite important. Um, and curiosity and questioning things. And people who are successful um, tend to be curious. You mean, Jim, you question everything and, and like to know everything works. Yeah, I used to annoy people in the college. I used to annoy all the students. I used to, the students used to really get wound up by me every single time. So I, I used to go, wait a minute, could I just, could you walk with that step again in accountancy? So I could get word for word verbatim about accountancy, how things work, because my mind works in very logical ways in mm -hmm. terms of almost I see something and I'm able to replicate it in my mind when I can see the writing and therefore I'm able to repeat it back. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I learn in terms of what I'm doing. So a lot of people used to get, oh God, he's no asking again another question. Ah, but at the end of the at the end of the year, I ended up teaching all them. They all used to come to me and say, "What did I do here, Jim?" Because it's like I'd learned all that. Yeah, this is the classic that. example. Let me tell you a wee story here, right? A YouTuber with a million subscribers will make you will not make you a uh, funny you when you upload your first video. They won't. A, a black belt in karate is you're not, not going to make funny for struggling as, as a white belt because they've been there. Yeah. A millionaire won't make you won't make funny for for trying out your business for the first time. Definitely not. It's only the people that are scared to try and do what you're doing that will make funny people that are average trying to do something that they're not doing because. They want you to be average just like yeah. them. They want you to be just like them. No, come in. Oh, come back to the average. Come back to the average camp. <laughs> it's like, piss off. Yeah. It's like, get away from it. Yeah, you averagers. It's like, you know, <laughs> you averagers. No, that's true, though. That, I mean, that's a get good away point. from your neg heads. It's like, I didn't want your negative. Like, you, you know, you can be my pal and all the rest of it, but I just don't want your negative. You know, mm -hmm. I'm wanting to be somewhere else. I'm yeah. wanting to be better for my family, for my community. I'm not going to let you drag me back down into that bucket where we are right now. Yeah. And that's kind of like the next one I was going to say was competitiveness. Um, and that's a really that's a really good uh, driver and motivator. And avoid falling prey to people um, with jealousy and people that want to. And that will ultimately hold you back. Oh, so avoid that. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm quite I'm quite fortunate now. I used to have that in the early days quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I used to have you know people that were really jealous and uh, and and they they used to try everything possible to derail me in yeah. terms of where, where what my objectives are, what I was trying to achieve, where I was wanting to go, um, and because they just wanted me to be just like them, 
because we all I started off in the same street as them. Mm-hmm. So we were all in the same street together, probably one of the most challenged streets at that time in the whole of yeah. the area. Yeah. We all started off in there in that street, and I moved out to three times, four times the size of the house uh, in terms of what was in the street. And they were like, how the hell did that happen? And then Elaine retired. Um, and it's like, how could you sustain all that wealth and be able to do that? And it's like, well, when you were getting pissed out the back garden, I was, and, you were working, yeah, you and were I was walking hard. back and forward with my bucket and you know my cleaning materials and my and my 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 ladders and that and my steps. When you were all laughing at me, working on a Sunday and a Saturday and at night time when you were all having a great time and a jolly, yeah, that's exactly how I accumulated all that wealth. I was spending all my time investing in my future while well, you yeah. were spending all your time pissing it up against the wall yeah definitely it's the only way i could say it really <laughs> i was laughing earlier because i thought people that aren't from scotland that listen to a few things that you were saying earlier um i thought they'll, they'll find quite funny but um anyway but yeah it's really important to be happy for other people's when other people when they succeed um and on their or on their even on their journey to success i think that's a really important point as well I think that if you're you're on the right track and you know you're on the right track, you seeing someone else successful and celebrating their success with them, I think that's I think that's key. That's a key a key indicator that you are are comfortable within yourself and you have a personality trait which could possibly guarantee your success as well. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a really good uh, thing. If you watch a game show and you're rooting for the guy at the end, yeah. and it's like or the, or the girl at the end, and it's like I'm, I'm sometimes almost almost in tears more than they are in terms of what even. <laughs> yeah. oh, kind of, the Michael McIntyre, the wheel is like it's like just blows you away sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Undercover Boss is a classic example. I love that show. I just yeah. love watching that and the fact that they go in and they do all that, and these people at the end is like they've, they've got nothing. It's like yeah. you know. Here's your new car. Here's your new house. Here's your upgrading your job. Here's this. You deserve this. You work for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think you realise how valuable you are and, and and what your worth really is. And and that just that just changes their life for the better. Mm-hmm. And some people actually move on and they do something else. That's fine. But that's the sort of thing that floats my boat. Eh? That's yeah. that, that's what I love. That's what I love seeing. That's what I love doing. Yeah, it's definitely a really important element to have. Um especially in, in your own journey for success, to be happy for other people's success. It's just yes. for me, definitely. So let's talk about cultivating strong social support and things, Jim, as well. Just before, as we, yeah. Because yeah. um, doing things alone can be difficult. Um, and you need, I mean, you've done a lot, of your, a lot of stuff on your own in the beginning, but you now have a big team around you, which you've built. And Jeez. A lone wolf, I would describe myself as. Yeah. Um, lone wolves don't, work with other people they just they just constantly work in their own world and they just keep building and building and building mm-hmm. lone wolves have to learn to work with other people and tolerate other people because that's what lone wolves have to do tolerate yeah. other people and um, because they're lone wolf for a reason and um, so you have to recognize that you get a lot you get a few lone wolves in in, in jobs you know high power positions and um, you know they work well but they're not good for the team yeah for that reason so i have to learn to work as a team and sometimes i have to learn just to keep away from the team <laughs> and you'll know why that is <laughs> yeah yeah and, and although you, you need jim, don't yeah. don't whatever you say jim don't don't go near the team just leave them alone let them do their job 
just shut up. That's what I tell myself sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's as long as you identify that, because you know that uh, lone wolves and things. I'll know that, like yourself, you've built a team, and you know you need your team. But sometimes you do. There's days, and you think, right, I'll just get on with my own stuff and keep myself and myself. Um, and that's, that's fine. Monday, and I work on things like this, and yeah. I, and I view my other business interests as well. Mm-hmm. I've now gone back to that Monday and, and taking that. Um, and so that, and that day, yeah, I need to do that. I yeah. need to do that. I can't merge all my businesses into one. Um, it's difficult because when you're out in the thicket and you're needing to be mainstream all the time as an estate agent um, and you're advising people and, you know, we're talking about millions of pounds of property. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is, like, start to mix it. I've found separating my other business interests uh, from this is actually more beneficial. Um, yeah. After all, you know, this is what creates my living and my lifestyle is created by the wealth I'm going to, by the wealth I build. Yeah. And you say you've got like you have like thinking time and 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 time that like you and you go for a walk and like you say talk about things and and thrash things out and that's that emotional support and that can provide like comfort and security and and empathy to and and the ability to discuss things and and the way you maybe need to approach new challenges or face things that's yeah. what that time's quite good for as well. It's good for your esteem as well, definitely. Yeah. And 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 things uh, information support mentorship advice other necessary resources there's lots and lots of groups yeah. public investment there's loads of groups in scotland you know um, private groups that uh, people conflab with each other i have to encourage them to sometimes come you know comment outside of the private group because we're trying to make political points here and talking about it and in your group isn't it worth it it's like we need to let the politicians see what's going on and what's going what's going wrong i mean when the chief executives you know turn around and say um, the cost of living tenant protection act isn't it working? The chief executives, the local authority, actually say that. What does that tell you about the, the coherent, the incoherent housing policy for the, the Scottish government? Um, that's one of the things. So that's how having your information support, your mentorship, and your advice necessary, because um, yeah. it keeps you on track and it keeps you sane. I would say, tangible support, practical and um, um, uh, active ways as well, might help you. Um, support um, any tasks you want to do and, and tasks you want to take care of. Mentors, friends, co-workers, um, family members can all cheer you on when things uh, when when things are getting tough. So, mind pick the right people though. Yeah, not the people that say, "I told you so." Keep away from <laughs> that's people. not support. Yeah, keep away from these people. That is not support at all. These are people you need to run and avoid at all costs. No matter if it's your mum or your dad or your sister or your brother. You run for the hills away from these people as quick as possible. They are not on your side. They are ready to pull you down. So advice and assistance that you can improve on your chances for success. Uh, Probably the most finite one for me. And the last one is uh, burnout. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real thing. And it could happen to anybody, Um, no matter what you're doing. Tell Um, me about it. Yeah. And I mean... I mean, how serious can burn burnout could have a severe effect on people? And some people kind of kind of bring themselves back from it. Do you know, you could burn yourself right out, stress and a multitude of things, and it could have a really detrimental effect on I you think, and ultimately your success. I think I think some people don't know how to come back from it. <clears throat> they don't know the path because they don't have the right support network round about them. <clears throat> That's what the issue is. So. Everybody can come back from burnout. I can guarantee you that. There is this is the this is the wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. 
tomorrow. The great thing about tomorrow when you've got burnout is tomorrow never comes. So you're always you're always living in hope that it's going to change for you. But then you have to change within yourself in order to do that. And it's a classic example. You know, I often tell people it's like, you know, uh, when when you're hoovering, if you're, if you're really in a bad way and you're you're clinically depressed, no, no, just general depression. There's general depression. Oh, I feel depressed. And two weeks later, you go, oh, I'm cloud nine. I'm okay now. Um, but there's clinical depression. This is a this is a this is a, a medical thing. This is yeah. chronic. Um, this is embedded into you. This is means that your dopamine production is no way, nowhere to exist. Your serotonin is nowhere to exist either. Um, it's completely depleted. And every single time you get up in the morning, there's nothing to keep you going. That's chronic. So you get things like uh, um, uh, uh, inhibitors, which actually slow down the depletion of serotonin, which is the happy drug that you need every single day. It's a, it's a fuel that you have to get every single day performed by your gut and your diet. And that's why it depletes, because you don't sleep properly and you don't eat properly. Therefore, you don't get it. And that's why it disappears pretty quick. So this is why uh, uh, serotonin inhibitors are actually produced. And, and it's things like cyclopram, you know, all the different things with prams on the end. Um, or their, their medication <laughs> or whatever it is um, these are the things that slow that down yeah. and a lot of people are like quick to judge and they're going oh you shouldn't be taking them and it's like no 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 these are not to they're not happy pills these are these are to deplete to stop the depletion of serotonin they're mm -hmm. for that reason so it's about educating yourself to that degree and if you're halfway around the house and you're hoovering the house and you think i just can't be bored anymore put the hoover in the corner and stop yeah. go sit down it's all right to do that. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just just do it the rest of it tomorrow if you want. Or when you can have the time or when you've got the motivation to do it. You need to come back from burnout. And these are the that's the ways to do it. It's just you need to completely relax. You need to switch off. You just need to walk away from what you're doing right now. And you just need time. And people that need to understand that that's the way forward for someone. Everybody thinks it's like, oh, just keep going. You'll get through it. It's like, no, you won't. No. It's like you're not getting through it at all. It's not. You can't take because that's what led to the burnout in the first place. Yeah. I think if somebody's really experiencing burnout and, and they're in that position, then obviously there's self-care strategies and things that you can do. And we've covered them quite often. And, and right up there yeah. is sleep, getting enough sleep eating healthily and things like that. They're all things that will ultimately make you feel better. But I think when people are really experiencing burnout and like you say, chronically feeling like depressed and maybe stressed, you really need to get to the bottom of the issue that's actually causing that problem. If you're yeah. at that stage. And that's the most important thing I think as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's reassessing your goals. It's like, is this really this important right now? It's going yeah. to take your life. It's really going to, you're not going to be here anymore. If you keep going on like this, you know, I've been there. You're not going to be here tomorrow <laughs> if you don't stop doing yeah. what you're doing. It's it's going to kill you. So you're not going to be able to do what you're doing anyway because you're going to be dead. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that mindset, it's like, oh, my God, you're just like, oh, well, that'll be fine then. Because it's like the pain will go away. That's how people feel. That's how these people feel. That'll be fine because I'll get rid of the pain. I just want rid of the pain. So that's what burnout causes. That's what happens to you. You just get into this chronic position, and it's sometimes you've got no way out, and the only way out is to actually just end it all, and that's what happens to these people. So you've really got to get the help. So go to the doctor for God's sake. 
Yeah. Don't sit and think, oh my God, I'm not going to take these chemicals, I'm not going to take these drugs because they're not going to be. Everybody says that you should stay away from them because Auntie Jeannie had them and she went doolally. It's like, no, Auntie Jeannie had different problems, know your problems, yeah. and your doctor will be able to advise you the best things. So that's the thing you need to do. Uh, if your goals are creating too much stress, then just bring it right back. Bring it back to the basics and just start doing some of the little things. You know why I say that is because everybody's going to go through it at some point in their life. I'll guarantee you that. And if you just do that wee bit extra that no one else is doing, then you're immediately going to get something that they're not getting, are you? Yeah. So when you've got, even when you're feeling like that, if you just pick up the, the phone or you just, you know, whatever it is you need to do, um, there was often I had, you know, Ian at the door. You, are you actually coming out? <laughs> it's like, you, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to stay in the house. Um, that sort of thing. I mean, that's yeah. another story to discuss at some point in time in the future. But ways to reduce your stress, whether it's uh, involves shifting your goals, uh, changing your plans, or even doing something more significant like moving somewhere else, or, or even changing your job. Yeah. But, but changing the jobs might not do it. And moving somewhere else might not do it because you've got to understand what's causing it in the first place. I was place. just going to say, you have to yeah. identify, is it actually the job that's the problem? Do you know I, that's, yeah. yeah. Loads of times when people say, I'm going to change my job. And it's like, okay, uh, you realise that. That would just be a short tail yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> you realise that's just going to follow you for where you're going. It's like, it won't change. If you change your job, it'll be more stressful because the most stressful things in life are having a baby, Changing jobs, getting married, and moving house, and moving house, and getting divorced now. Oh yeah, these are the, these are the things that are actually most stressful in life. Mm -hmm. So, some people go ahead and do all five. <laughs> Honestly, thinking yeah. that that's going to solve their problems because that's the, <laughs> like, oh my god, you're just creating more stress for yourself. That is not the way to lead lead a happy and successful life. It's to actually go down the right route of reading the right information, getting advice from the right professionals in order to help you recover, recuperate, take a step back, and then go again. And when then you're go ready. again. Yeah. That's it. That's the that's the person that will lead a happy and successful life, a content and successful life. Regardless of odds, even though you've been there. It doesn't write off the fact that you can be a success. I know. I mean, I've known loads of people that have actually gone through burnout and and, and destroyed. Them. Well, I am the classic example. I'm watching it now. It's like I just didn't want to do anything. I just don't want you know, depressed and all the rest of it. Really bad. And he's like, it's just I've had enough, and it's like I can't do it anymore. And therefore, look where he is now. Yeah. And now he looks back at the education, and this is actually quite interesting. Now he looks back at the, what he's learned so far, and he says he wish he had had children 10 years ago. Yeah, rather than waiting. Because the sacrifices that he made for that. He thought he had to make these sacrifices. Mm -hmm. He thought he had to do that to be successful. And, it's like, and I'm like, who taught you that? And he's like, I think it was his father. His father gave him that impression. His environment he was in. So you've got to watch for the environment that you're in and what that's actually teaching you, and is that is that the right answer for you? And possibly for most people, the answer is no. Because I come back to saying that 91% of people are in jobs that they hate. So what yeah. do you think 91% of people are going to teach the people that they're actually with, their kids? They're going to teach them to stick at a job they hate. 
I'd just stick it out. Like, I stuck it out. I've yeah. turned it okay. It's like, oh, it's like, I've done it okay. It's like, like with a, it's like, it's been all right for me. (laughs) Drinking the, drinking the pint. It's like, that's the sort of thing that you've got to watch and where you take your advice from. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing to live a a, a successful life. There's no definition for it. It really comes down to how you define success for yourself and how, yeah, how you go. Yeah, definitely. Forward. I think we covered that at the beginning, that success for everybody is, is, is going to be different and what their perception of successful is, yeah. depending on your individual circumstances. But I think my takeaway from today would probably be that I think in order to be successful in life, no matter who you are, in order to, to get there, your, your mind and your body are the most important things because you yourself is the driver to your own success. So they're the things you need to look after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's us. Thanks for coming us, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, bye-bye. Right, that's good, Jim. Right, thank you. Bye.